People are watching more TV than ever, and there are new streaming services launching all the time. But who's actually winning the streaming war? Netflix or Apple? Disney or HBO? I discuss this and many other things with Marcus Lindell, who's head of digital business developing at TV.nu. Shibstedt-owned TV.nu was founded by Thomas Meivert and is the most comprehensive TV program schedule on a digital platform. Guiding users to content, regardless if it's linear TV or video on demand. TV.nu operates in Sweden and in Norway. Marcus Lindell, welcome to Shipstead Talks. Thank you, Hugo. Happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. And you're at home, I figure. I'm at home. I'm actually in my bedroom right now. That's my. Uh, I'm sitting in my bed and recording this podcast. <laughs> the sound is better here. So yeah, yeah, we'll get back to the home office topic, which is interesting. But I like to talk to you about TV. People are watching more TV than ever right now right they are especially streaming has been exploding for the last last year i would say um although traditional tv with the linear tv has also seen an upswing so that's uh people are watching more tv and streaming more than they used to be definitely how has that affected tv punk new Our position is as strong as it used to be the last couple of years. We are uh, one of the biggest brands and sites within Shipstead and one of the biggest apps in Sweden. We're actually number five in that position. And uh, what we can see is that people are more interacting with our streaming um, content available on TV.nu more than before. Uh, although the linear usage, I mean, Mello, Melody Festival is on right now and that's also big spikes in traffic on on Saturday evenings. So, I mean, they're looking good in terms of traffic, definitely. Many years ago, I, I used to look at TV.nu just to, to know what's on linear TV tonight. Uh, but I'm guessing that has changed. How does people use your service right now? I was actually quite happy when I got your questions. You sent me a couple of questions a, a day in advance here uh, just to prepare me for the inter- interview. And that's That's actually something that we are fighting against. I have to say that people connect us with the old linear and the traditional TV. Going into tv.nu, we have all the major streaming providers integrated through APIs directly into our platform. So no matter if you're looking for streaming content or you just want to turn on the TV and and watch SVT1, which is linear, or SVT2 or TV3, we have them both. So, uh, I mean, our more traditional users, uh, where we where we have our history from, they typically use us for SVT1, 2, and uh, TV3 and uh, TV4. But we have so many users that are using us as a streaming guide to uncover content. Um, especially nowadays when, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if you heard about stacking. Have you ever heard of that phenomenon? Yeah, you explain it to me. Stacking is the number of... Um, Averaged paid subscriptions and that uh, Swede uh, currently are paying for, uh, and right now the the number is up at 2.1, which means that average Swede are paying for uh, 2.1 streaming services right now. So that would be either Netflix, HBO, uh, Disney, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So most Swedes use the streaming providers, and and they are already present on TV.nu. So we help and guide them to the to the streaming content available out there. Can you elaborate on that? I mean, how do you guide me to look at more, watch more quality TV? Do you have editors that curate and come in? How does it work? So it's both in the product 
and the editorial team, which working with our marketing channels. But if you start with the product, I mean, we're doing everything that we can to kind of pivot our product coming from a more linear focus into more streaming focus. So everything that we do in terms of development within the product is to help our users um, discover streaming content in the product. So that's one thing. And then we also have an editorial team. Uh, we have uh, actually one of the biggest newsletters in the Shipstead network. Uh, so we use that one uh, one to two times a week. We send out editorial recommendations. Someone actually printing and recommending uh, what to watch and uh, new series and, and premieres, etc., etc. So that's one thing. We run a blog, which the editorial team also um update on a very frequent basis. I think we do one to two blog posts every day. So it's very frequent. And then also in the product, we have a premiere calendar focused only on streaming uh, streaming content. So you as a user can just uncover, okay, what's new and what's coming for the next couple of weeks and in, in the streaming world. So we do our best actually to help people uncover what to watch in this streaming jungle out there. It is a streaming war, uh out there uh, in your opinion who's winning it and who's losing it Oof, right now it's i mean it's super easy to say netflix and disney uh netflix netflix is the dominant player i mean they have over 200 million subscribers yeah uh, that's a massive number 200 million subscribers <laughs> so it's insane but uh, I mean, Disney had, they were launched uh, last fall in Sweden and they have been really uh, have a successful launch uh, and also looking at globally. Mm-hmm. I think they're already at 160 million subscribers. Uh, and then it's an intense war. I mean, there you have uh, HBO, you have uh, Paramount Plus entering the market, you have Amazon Prime, you have Apple TV Plus. Yeah. But I would say Netflix and Disney is definitely in the lead right now. To me, Apple Plus had a pretty slow start. The ones that are behind, how can they become real competitors to Netflix? You're right. Apple TV had a very, very slow start. And um, I think it has to do with both uh, their content strategy. I mean, the one thing you have to keep in mind is that... They didn't have enough content. They had like five series. Exactly. And that's the one thing. I mean, if you are a streaming provider, you are competing with uh, content. I mean, that's the thing you're competing with and how you attract the users. And and when they were launched, I mean, their catalog was very um, thin, so to say. Six months later, the launch, uh, the the corona pandemic hit the world. Uh, and I know they had a lot of production that came to a halt. So they basically paused everything there for six to nine months, uh, something like that. I don't have all the details, but that's what I heard from the outside. But you said 2.1. The Swedes have in general 2.1 streaming services. Is that right? Yeah. Can this number increase? I mean, could we go up to four streaming services, do you think, if, if, if the content was good enough? Or is, is that where it's going to stay? No, no, no. We've seen a big increase over the last couple of years. When I started within Shipstand and, and TV.nu, uh, I think the number was, uh, that was two years ago, and the stacking number was at 1.5, 1.6. So it's so it's growing massively, and what at least what I believe that it will continue to grow. And and uh, there's a couple of things that is driving that trend. There is uh, there is a streaming war going on there, and one part where they can compete is obviously towards the pricing point. Uh, when when Disney launched, I mean the price was 59 kroners uh, in Sweden, so it's fairly easy for a user just to add Disney on top of everything since it's so cheap. 
and the new ones coming on as well, Paramount Plus, etc., etc. Uh, most likely they will have a price point similar. So it's, uh, I'm guessing it's fairly easy to add that one for use as well. Uh, and so that's one thing. And then also that we are seeing a very fragmented um, market where you as a user most likely will have to have perhaps up to three, four streaming services uh, that you subscribe to if you want to have your favorite shows, your favorite sports, your favorite team, etc., etc. Do you watch a lot of TV yourself? I would say that I stream something every day. Yes, definitely. So hit me. Give me a comedy series and a drama series that I shouldn't miss. The thing is, though, I'm a sports guy, so my thing is football. <laughs> Don't you have a sport documentary then to recommend? There's a lot of games for me to watch, but if I'm going to watch something else, I I recently saw the SVT documentaries uh, Tuna Blolinian. That was great. Uh, I can also recommend Exit, which is coming up for season two, I think. Yeah, the Norwegian finance uh, exactly. asshole guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you get so annoyed by watching it, but also you want to watch them more. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Antuna Blolinian forward. is excellent. So uh, those are two. And also, I haven't seen this one, but a lot of people are talking about WandaVision on Disney. Yeah. Although uh, I can't really say, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. Those are a couple. But Marcus, you're, you're a business developer. How do you make money at TV.nu? TV.nu traditionally came from a background where SMS drove most of our uh, revenue. Uh, and uh, SMS being the ad sales of ships that for someone listening ad in. Ad sales within yeah. ships. Then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean, they drive most of our revenue so far. And then I'm working with uh, new commercial initiatives. Thing is, though, I don't want to share too much with you, Hugo, right now, because there might be someone just, else listening. Just a, nib- a little nibble of something? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say like this. We have a lot of traffic coming from our to our platform to other platforms, and, and that's something that we can commercialize on. That's one thing, at least, I can give you. How many visitors do you have uh, during a week? Around 2 million unique. So that's 2 million actual living and breeding suites. So around 20% of the population. The app is for free. There's no paying... app is for free. Just download the app and and get an account, and then you have all the functionalities and features you have to. Uh, I mean, set up your uh, stream providers and then uh, filter and find your content, and also take part of all the great recommendations that we provide yeah. for our users. And who pays the most to TV dot now during a year? Is it Netflix or HBO Nordic? <laughs> You want to have the details, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a journalist. So so, Uh, uh, I have to say no comment on that one. (laughs) What's it like working for a company like Shipstead? Pros and cons. I joined Shipstead from a couple of startups. Uh, So I can really compare the startup world to the big media giant Shipstead is and kind of like a big elephant. Coming from a startup world, I have to adapt to uh, ships that is uh, perhaps um, slightly slower in a sense that ships, the startups is just trying out everything at the same time and just running to catch something that works. Uh, ships that is more thoughtful and have a strategy and have a structure. So that's one big thing. And also everything around us that is, uh, from my sense of view or from my background is that we are pretty spoiled in terms of everything is working with IT desk and Finance and and salaries and vacation and fiskvolsbidrag uh, in Sweden, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's um, I enjoy those things. And also another thing is that, I mean, we're such a big company uh, that we really have touch points. If you're in that type of role with so many other colleagues from other great brands, and that's very inspiring uh, for me at least. 
Doesn't sound like any downsides at all, apart from a bit slow sometimes then. The cons. Uh, let me see. Um, I love to have a gym in the office. Yeah. I'm missing that one. That would be something. Yeah. Uh, when you will get back there then. <laughs> exactly, when we will get back there. <laughs> uh, so that's one con, please. Which brings me to uh, uh, another question. I mean, you're working remote uh, from home. You've been doing this since when? March last year. Yeah, it's been a year now. How do you get by? What's your best hack to make life in the home office bearable? Oof. For me, it's tough. I like being around people. I like talking to people like you. This is a highlight of my day, basically, uh, talking to someone. But my best tip, that's something that's really been working for me, is um, I have a check-in with my manager every, uh, not every day, but three, four times a week at nine. I mean, it's just no specific topic. We just talk for 10, 15 minutes, get going uh, on the day and, okay, what's going on? What's happening? What are you going to do? Stuff like that. Nothing special. And I mean, that's something that really gets me up in the morning Then kind of like kickstart my morning and my day. And then I'm up and running. So that's that's one good thing. And always, uh, I mean, getting out as much as possible, closing your computer at 5.30 or, or whenever you close your computer. And, and I love doing exercises. It's, it's a good way to clear your mind. And that's another... In the evening or in lunchtime? Both. So sometimes I do go running during the lunch. And I mean, that's a great way to get some more energy and, and inspiration. And sometimes after work. I really feel that I need it now more than ever since I'm not leaving my home as much as I used to do. And I just want to get out there and, and see some people at least yeah. <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, internationally, there are more streaming services. You said that Paramount Plus is are on the way to Sweden or to Scandinavia. Hulu, there's a lot of uh, American that we don't get there. Is there anything that there that you miss that you think this this would really work out in Scandinavia? Uh, as you said, Paramount Plus is launching fairly soon, within a couple of weeks, and uh, we will have them on Tepunknu, so that's good. Yeah. So you will be able to uncover their content with us. Uh, I mean, the only big one that I know of is uh, Peacock, uh, which is only present in the US right now. Peacock. What, what's Peacock? Who owns Peacock? NBC Universal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's a so lot that's, of comedy on that one, right? Exactly. And I mean, that's the final big one from the from the traditional broadcasters uh, or the studios that is about to launch. That's one. And hopefully they will roll out in Europe and Nordics uh, within the year. I, I don't know much more than that, but I'm looking forward. Yeah. And then also you have, uh, obviously, HBO Max. So yeah. HBO Nordic is going to be HBO Max uh, sometime during the fall. Okay, and what will be the difference for the consumer? I'm not quite sure. So it's very tricky to say, and and they haven't released a lot of information. It's just an ongoing process. So we'll see during the fall. And and Amazon Prime, it seems to me that they have a lot of content that we don't get here. Have I understood that right? That's right. I mean, content can differ from streaming providers to country to country. Uh, and it all has to do with kind of rights they have. Okay. So Netflix in in US could have different con- uh, content from Netflix in Sweden and Germany. And that's definitely right for Amazon Prime. They're a bit lame, I think, in the content. They could be much better. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And as I said, I mean, content is their main USP. So that that's what they're competing with. Yeah. Uh, so definitely they need to focus on the content. But one thing to keep in mind is when you look at the streaming providers out there, I mean, Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus is kind of like the 
They're a bit of a special case, uh, if you think about it. Apple TV Plus is a streaming service, but it's a part of their kind of subscription package that Apple are trying to create. So they don't necessarily have to beat Netflix. Exactly. And they're not competing as a like for like. Uh, They're competing with the hardware and then the subscription package, which would most likely be music and streaming, etc., etc., so they're not competing in the same way. And, and the same goes with Amazon Prime, which is basically Amazon Prime in the US where you subscribe and you get your delivery for free. And then you also have the video service included, et cetera, et cetera. Ah, so it. they're slightly different, actually. So they would probably never catch up with Netflix then. I mean, Amazon Prime has around, if I'm not mistaken, around 140 million subscribers in the US. So they're a massive streaming service. Uh, and But they're not the pure play streaming service as Netflix or uh, Viaplay or Disney, for example. But although, I mean, looking at the uh, UK and, and Germany, uh, Amazon Prime is actually number one. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's it can happen here as well. Marcus, thank you for, for coming to Shipset Talks and clearing some things up when it comes to the streaming war. Thank you, Ego. This podcast was brought to you by Shipstead Employee Branding Team. My name is Hugo Renberg and producer was Jens Back. <laughs>